I watched Shameless like from the beginning. I did fall off of it, but like I watched Shameless. So I always think of him as like this little baby who was on TV a million years ago. And now he's like, you know, hot. Was he the gay brother? He has a gay brother in the show, but he was not the gay brother. Ah, I gotcha. Who's now, um, he's the guy in all the Star Wars video games. Yeah, Cameron Monaghan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rogu? The Wait, Rogu, Rogu is the, yeah, he's Rogu the gay brother. Yeah, Rogu was the gay brother. Yeah. Gay brother. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy, because Grogu isn't even gay in real life. Taking jobs it's unfortunate. from gay actors. <laughs> it's really unfortunate. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Talk about it. Yeah, but hey, everybody, welcome to I've Been Mean to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Lomentano. I'm Harper Thompson. Uh, I don't know. Sean Wilkinson's here. Sean Wilkinson's here. That's pretty uh, cool. Somebody call Elton John because the bitch is back. <laughs> you guys know you know him. You'll love him. He's been on the show before. Hey, I have an anecdote about Sean that might be a fun little way to get us into the episode. Okay. okay. I was at a restaurant here in Tulsa a couple weeks ago. And I was they were asking me about the podcast. I was talking about the podcast. It was the night we we had recorded our um Kevin T. Porter episode. And um, I went to a restaurant right after and we, they were like, oh, how'd the episode recording go? And I was like, oh, it was really good. And then they were asking me about Sean and they were asking me like, oh, has he like, has it been okay with him having been gone? Like, da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, it's been pretty good. Like, I think he was like, you know, it's good to have him on semi-regularly, but I think that's kind of like, it's a better fit for him. And that we were just talking about the podcast in general. And then Sean texts me the next day and he goes, this is a super weird question. We had a restaurant in Tulsa talking about, I've been meaning to listen to that. And I was like, <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, I actually have, was, you know? And he goes, that's crazy. My brother, who's in a band, is on tour, and they're in Tulsa, and they ate at that restaurant. Like, it was, like, Whoa! Tuesday night, Thursday night. and oh. <laughs> he Thursday heard- at Trenchers, right? Yeah, Trenchers. Yes. Yeah, Small yeah. world. Wow. Yeah. It's like Magnolia, our lives. Our lives are a movie. But that's, in- <laughs> that's literally insane. That is crazy. Like- <laughs> that is ridiculous. But yeah, like uh, let's introduce Sean for real. He was a former co-host of the podcast. He's a podcast editor. He's a friend. He's the diabetic twink. It's Sean Wilkinson, everybody. Yeah. Hey. 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 Yeah. Hey. Hi, Sean. Hello. How's everyone doing? Even though we haven't just talked for 10 minutes. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, so yeah, like we're here talking about talking heads. <laughs> that was just like the, the chuffa before we actually got to the meat of the episode. Um, but yeah, like, uh, uh, we're here to talk about talking heads, uh, speaking in tongues today. Uh, it's a uh, Sean's pick. Uh, Sean has been threatening to like, Sean has been really wanting to do this episode for a really long time to talk about this album for a little bit. Have I? You've talked about Talking Heads for a long time, Sean. Oh, okay. 
Well, I know I've talked about a song off of this album. Yeah, you put him on a bracket one time, and then we were going to do it, then he decided to do something else and stuff like that. But this was always kind of like on the queue of like the Sean queue, sort of. Yeah, because like I remember when we were texting about it, I sent you like, I think initially I said Talking Heads, and then I was worried that like you guys may not like it. And so I was like, here's like a few other... Sean, why why, why, why do you think we would not have liked it? I kind of want to well, take it <laughs> Uh, it was mainly like I was like Michael may not like this we can have boy songs on the show boy music if you will we I, well it's more so like it's just his like David Burns vocals are so crazy they're wild yeah they're and wild. so yeah. and it's just it's this album is like not super cohesive, I would say. And so it's just kind of, it's so all over the place and not really about like, it's, it's hard to decipher like the lyrics of these songs. And it's kind of a vibe a little bit, which actually is part of mm-hmm. why I, I don't want to get too far into it, but the vibe of it really helps. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't really like, gotta dig into the lyrics because he's singing, he's doing some silly singing, you know, like <laughs> the silly mm-hmm. singing is going to prevent me from being able to, uh, really dig into anything he's singing about for the most part. Well, yeah, he said music is very physical. Often the body understands it before the head. So like his lyrics don't really like, he's like, you, you feel it. I think that's yeah. true. That's definitely a hundred percent true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And yeah, he, he tends to write like about very ordinary things that people don't like normally write about. Like they literally have an album called like more songs about places and food or something, buildings and food. And and there's a reason I feel like we don't really hear most of these songs on the radio, you know, because they're not super accessible to some degree. Um, like Burning Down the House was their only top 10 hit. And that's mostly because of payola. Like they paid to get that on the radio. Um, so so that was kind of the main reason I feel like I was like, I don't know if this will really like connect with you guys. Um, which sounds kind of pretentious to say, but your like, taste is just it is, I mean, for yeah. me. hater of boy singers. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who says fast, good, slow, bad, girls sing good, boys sing bad. What you think your taste is better than me? And Sean's like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this will hit this guy's palates or whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely. Some wine. <laughs> You're like Ratatouille's brother or whatever. Just like, you know. Like, <laughs> I, I don't even enjoy strawberries and cheese mixed together. Like a like a stupid <laughs> idiot. Like that fucking idiot brother of Remy. Like that oafish fat brother. <laughs> Not the cool skinny brother played by famously skinny actor. Pat Nozzle. <laughs> that movie wasn't that one was fat, one was skinny, though. Like, that's not the takeaway. Fat, <laughs> fat, bad, skinny, good, boy sing bad, girl sing good, fast, good, slow, bad. <laughs> what do you think of Fast Car? That's all. It's so because it's a, about a fast car, but it's slow. It's confusing. <laughs> I can't actually listen to that because I might die. <laughs> so let's go back to Talking Heads. Like, uh, I feel like we, like, I feel like we covered everything, first of all. But second of all... (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're done. (laughs) Let's talk about, like, uh, just preconceived notions um, for Harper, Michael, and me before we get into Sean's history. Uh, I really had no conception of them. I I basically heard of these songs. I I don't think I've ever listened to these songs before. You know, like, I heard 
I know of Psycho Killer. I know mm-hmm. of Burning Down the House. I know of Once in a Lifetime. I, I don't think I've ever sat down or stood up or like walked around and listened to the song. Um, and then it's just kind of like the other thing is like I know the iconography. I know his big suits. I know that like he's been kind of like utilized in John Mulaney's kind of world now. He's like kind of like his John Mulaney's been like the John. David Byrne whisperer a little bit. Is that true? I don't know. They just like collaborate a bunch. They just collaborate. He did a bunch. the music for his new special, but I thought that was about it. Really? Yeah. And then he did like the uh, child that helped out with a child children's special. Yeah. Oh. Sack lunch bunch. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, that song is really good. Uh, you know, are you paying attention or whatever? Yeah. yeah. They're just like, basically like, they're just like pals now and stuff like that. They, they work together on the SNL episode together and stuff. So like, they're kind of like buddy buddies now. Um, but yeah, like I just like kind of like it, they're in the category of band where it's like, what if there are four weird guys? <laughs> you know, like just yeah, like oh, it's a, like, it's a big four weird guy. Band. I know there's like lady in there, but like there's like you know like Queen, Devo, the Beatles, Arcade Fire. Just like even if they're like more than like four DC members, talk. it's like what if they're four weird guys? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, Arcade Fire like thirteen weird guys. What if they're thirteen weird guys? <laughs> you know, like the Blue Man Group. Yeah, <laughs> the ultimate four weird guys. I mean, they sound weird. like art school like weirdos, and that's like literally what they are. Like they formed in art school and so it's like yeah that makes yeah, sense for yeah. sure <laughs> yeah so uh what about uh michael and harper what is your preconceived notion of these guys these four weird guys yeah uh for me i mean i think of this as like a band that my dad's really into um so like we had stopped making sense on cd and it definitely made its way onto my ipod <laughs> but i know i didn't really like listen to it much but i had it in you know my Do mix right. of eight thousand songs on my ipod or whatever i'm gonna put eight thousand songs in your pocket that was your dad and also Steve Jobs. Your dad's Steve Jobs, by the My way. My dad is Steve Jobs, um, both big on black <laughs> turtlenecks uh, in the early 2000s. Um, but yeah, so like we had this album and um, I definitely watched both the big movies, the Stop Making Sense and True Story. Is it True Stories? I definitely watched those as a kid, but then because I was a kid when I saw them, there everything is like really conflated in my mind. Like I can't remember what happened in what and what was on what album. I also really thought that um, Road to Nowhere was mm-hmm. on this album, but it's not. Uh, and I was really surprised that it didn't end with that song. But I think that's because it was on a, a road mix CD that my dad made in like 2006. And so we took this road trip and there were a lot of songs that was like that and like um, Hazy Shade of Winter by the Bangles and also like Britney Spears. Um, lots of my dad has an eclectic taste. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I really thought that album, that song was on this album and it's not, but this album is still good, even though that song's not on it. That song's really good though. If you haven't heard it. Song is good. I actually get this guys. You may not believe this. I had never heard a talking head song before we started what? listening to really? this podcast, maybe in like a movie soundtrack. Like I've said this definitely before, but like maybe incidentally it's been in the background of something, but I could never have been like. That is Talking Heads, right? I just have never had the desire to listen to them or the need. I didn't grow up listening to them. So like like I say all the time, anything I didn't grow up listening to, I've had to intentionally seek out. And because of that, or hear from like one of my friends, right? And I'm not really friends with dads for the most part. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, I don't hear a lot of like classic rock in my life, right? Or classic like like 
quote unquote real music, you know, like I feel like the who yeah. I think about. Well, kind of <laughs> another category. four weird guys like, group, not, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah, 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 yeah. But like, like bands, bands, like guys playing guitar and playing piano and doing the drums. That's a band. And I don't hear a lot of band I, I, This is like, so like stupid of me, but like sometimes when there's like, more than three members of a band, I'm like, I don't want to, <laughs> I want to dive into this. Like, initial, that's my initial thing, and then I get over it. Like, but, is that why you don't listen to any K-pop? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's part of it, and then it's like you know, with like Billie Eilish, for example, I'm like, oh, Billie Eilish, cool, I get it. And then like, oh, there's Phineas, I'm like, cool, I get that. There's another guy. And there, there's like, <laughs> but if there's like eight people being presented to me at the same time, I'm like, ah, this like it's too much information. Sensory overload. Well, so I mean, going off of what Michael said, as far as like not really hearing talking heads or like seeking them out. It's like, yeah, I think again, there's kind of like a reason for that where they're just a bunch of weirdos making kind of weird music. Um, And again, burning down the house was the only top 10 hit they had. And I always heard that on the radio growing up. So I was familiar with that. Um, But again, they only got that through like paying for it to be on the radio. Um, I don't know if their music would be like, enough on its own to really make it like into the mainstream i guess they seem more like an influential band as opposed to like a mainstream band like they're one that you look back on and you're like oh i can see their influence on all these other bands um like i think like vampire weekend is like you could really hear their influence of like african beats and stuff like that um that they most likely got from talking heads so i was familiar with burning down the house and then i think my mom really liked that song and she was i don't know if you've heard that and so I got really into that song and from there I kind of dove into Talking Heads and was like, oh, there's a lot to like dissect here because it's just every like, again, their popular songs are so different from the rest of their like catalog, just their futuristic sounds. It's so all over the place. David Byrne is like crazy. Um, or I guess I shouldn't say that, but like, so so yeah, th- I mean, that was like from there. I started listening to the rest of their albums and then of course, you know, stop making sense. Um, I saw, I saw the concert film and that was like, and in, in, it's incredible. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Um, it's just like their energy, like, and so stop making sense is the concert promo for this album, basically speaking in tongues. And that was part of the reason I chose this album is because it's like, they're in their They're locked in. They're in their prime. Um, they just broke away from working with Brian Eno. And so this is old all sourpuss. This, old sourpuss. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so this is all like kind of done themselves and it just, it's incredible. Um, yeah. And then of course, like from there you learn that like Tina, Tina Weymouth and, um, Chris France from the band went on to form Tom Tom club, which then their song genius of love has been like sampled in, countless songs which if you don't know the name of the song you've probably heard the song um or if you know the mariah carey song fantasy it's that little like bump 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 yeah bump. yeah it's like in biggie's song too and yeah like, you know and it's like a new song now yeah so it's all over the place and so yeah i mean their whole influence is just like it's undeniable and they're essentially like one of the first like new wave bands and yeah it's I don't know. I think part of it too, for me, what really stuck out was just like how, especially David Byrne, he's very like anti rock star to some degree. Um, and like, especially like with the big suit, it's like, 
what a weird thing to come out on stage in. Like it's so different from like classic rock stars who wear like tight clothes and like show off their body and stuff. And it's just like, he's really in it for the music and like, I don't know. And also just him being like a tall, lanky, like weirdo. I was kind of like, Oh yeah, I I get that. (laughs) Is that why him and John Mulaney became friends? Tall, (laughs) wide hipped. That's something I'm sensitive about. (laughs) It's like, um, if like, uh, Ferb from Phineas and Ferb, like grew up and started a band, you know, like I did like that guy, like just like, yeah. And like, he says like one profound thing, like the, the statement of like, you know, your body understands it before music, before your head is like kind of something that character would say a little bit. I don't know. I've always liked when bands are just like doing something new and like trying new things or like, I don't know. It just like things I haven't heard before, you know? So, and a lot of this is like, you can hear like classic pop structures and stuff, but there's also songs on here that have like no structure and have like weird, like alien sounds and stuff. So it's like, this is just a unique listening experience. And it's kind of, that way with most of their albums yeah somehow like has both at the same time it's somehow like not structured at all and then still but it's not gibberish it's not nonsense completely it's not noise music it's music Mm -hmm. like it still feels melodic Mm -hmm. to some degree yeah and these songs are like funky as hell like they're so they're so catchy yes yeah yes so let's get into let's start with themes of this album a little bit I'm sure we'll. I'm sure more things will come along the way. Um, but what did uh, y'all register as themes of this album? That's the million dollar question. <laughs> I have very little to say yeah. in regards to this. Uh, mainly, it is a, very much a, like kind of a scatter shot of like here's. It's kind of here's some songs a little <laughs> bit to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't mean to. That's not actually when I say that here's some songs as an album, you usually mean that kind of like in a derivative way, but I do not find this to be like, you know what I mean? Like, like, especially in pop music, you could tell if an album had like thought behind it, like this is going to be an album or if it's just like, here's some songs like feed the beast. Kim Petrus's feed the beast is here's, here's some, some songs. songs. Yeah. Whereas like Charlie XCX's crash is here's some songs that go together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, And I don't feel like this is songs that go together necessarily. They're of a piece in that they sound, they have like a bass sound to them. Like I believe they're all by the same band. They're not so wacky and different from each other that they're not from the same band, but they're really like funky and kind of go wherever they feel like it. It feels. Yeah, I agree completely. And like, that's again, kind of what like talking heads, they kind of pride themselves on. It's just like, we're going to write about shit that hasn't been written about before. And like, whatever feels good, we're going to go with and see what happens. So like, yeah, a lot of the songs on here don't really like, like, I think he has a song about like potentially cheating on a girlfriend. And then there's a song about like moon rocks. I don't know, even know what that means. Like, I don't know if he's talking about drugs or what, but like, it's yeah, it just doesn't really quite make sense. Um, but he is also I think he's basically said like, yeah, you know, I write for like feeling basically less so like having the words have meaning to some degree, but more so like you get meaning from like the delivery of the music itself um, and just the imagery of like the words that he uses. Yeah, like the words are kind of like secondary. I uh, He says like to talk in like the speaking in tongues kind of title, he says he 
kind of just like has these melodies in his head before the words. No, yeah, yeah. Like he, so when they were recording this album, the music came first and then he was basically doing just like gibberish over in the studio to get melodies and then like words would come to him and he would develop from that. So yeah, like what you're saying, basically he was literally like speaking in tongues for this. Yeah. And then it's not like the words are like, ah, no, I'll just come up with anything. It's like, it's still like, it matches the music too. Like it, like the, and then, um, but it's like kind of like non-linear, non-sequitur, which is like more challenging than what I like 2008 Childish Gambino, where he was like, I'm flyer, I'm flyer than an ostrich, where I'm like, you, you go to genius.com <laughs> right. and go like, okay, so like, you know, Childish Gambino is cool and fly is a synonym for cool and ostriches can't really fly and Childish Gambino is cooler than an ostrich. Like, you gotta like, it's pretty straightforward. Did you, yeah. did you look up, did any of you look up like the lyrics on Genius? I like, I did a there's, little bit, yeah. I did, Well, because yeah. like Moon Rocks, if you looked up the like Genius for that, there's a line where he's like, I'm eating Moon Rocks and you click <laughs> on the annotation it's like, David Byrne is eating Moon Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> David Byrne is now choking on Moon Rocks. <laughs> I feel like if I looked at the Genius page for this song, I'd be like, "That's what what they annotated is bullshit." Probably, like they probably don't know actually, or it's just like it's their opinion. Where I don't think it's like it, it's like a non sequitur, non linear way I, of going about. I it. I feel like songs can be a little more like, especially like eight seventies and eighties music is so like flighty with their like analogies and whatever. And it's kind of like of an old piece. Whereas like if in rap music, it's usually either a joke or a reference to something in pop culture. Like those are the two things raps are going to be. So that's and obviously there are more like advanced versions of that. Of but course. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying like at its core, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, Oh, this is a reference to a current event, a pop culture, historical fact, or it's a funny twist of, turn of phrase or an analogy or whatever. Uh, and whereas this, it's like David Burt, you know, like moon rocks could be drugs and it could mm. be just, he's actually eating moon rocks. He's crazy. <laughs> he's yeah. like the guy on the moon. <laughs> yes. Well, someone, someone was like, he could be an alien. Like it's possible. Like someone said that in the comments and it's like, yeah. And I, I think if you asked him, he probably would give a weird answer too. He'd probably go like, "Yeah, I was eating a sandwich and like, you know, I thought of the song." It's like kind of like I don't think he would like He's give Kermit. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's not uh, easy being burned. <laughs> Harper, what do you what do you think this album is about? Yeah, same. I mean, it's so imaginative. I guess the only like kind of concrete thing I could really pin down is like Reagan era America. Oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like it's kind of in there. You know, because there's in uh, Making Floopy Floppy, he says, our president's crazy. Do you hear what he said? So that's like very like mm -hmm. literal, right? And then Burning Down the House, too, is like, I guess if you like squint, it's about a guy who like burns down his house because he's so in debt, which feels yeah. so oh, like wow. you know, 1980s, wow. you know, Reaganomics. You have to really squint, so, I feel like, for that. Again, if you, if you really, yeah. So, but you know, anyway. <laughs> it's like cl that cloud looks like. That game, yeah, it's like, like kind of like that, and like that's there's a lot of fun in that, like lie, lying down with your friend or your your girlfriend or whatever, and like looking at the clouds, and that one looks like a butt. I think it looks like a chicken. <laughs> well, what? Let's make out. You know, it's kind of your like, friend or your girlfriend <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> your two options for playing. What does that cloud look like? Yeah, well, I don't know. Or your mom this or my your girlfriend dog or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> Andrew. This is my girlfriend. She's my best friend. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I got a girlfriend. It's better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no. And so like, it's, 
I, I think with talking heads in general, it's again, like it's because it's through the perspective of David Byrne, who is, which I think now he's come out and said, like, I have Asperger's, I think is what he was diagnosed with. Um, but he's coming at like a view of life through this kind of like awkward, not fitting in perspective, but also taking that and saying, and like looking at life, like the mundane life and also like the beauty of that as well. Um, so it's a really like, I don't know. I think it's really nice. Like to just be like, there's ordinary things that people aren't talking about that like we can see beauty in too, you know? So yeah, totally. And like the idea of like, if we're looking at it from like the lens of like someone with autism or something like, it's like uh, that thing that like, people would like kind of look down on or make fun of someone for having is like what he uses to see the world differently um, Mm -hmm. to give you something more beautiful or something more interesting. Like, um, and he uses it like the, the, the way he dances on stage and stuff like that is so interesting and like captivating too. Um, There's like a little bit of like stiffness to it, but it's still like this limberness at the same time. Like, I think he says like, I think there's a, lyric on i can't remember what song but on this album where he says something like i don't know if he calls himself a weirdo but he said basically says like we're all basically just weirdos or something or that's like the the message behind it kind of of like because i'm a freak (laughs) i'm a weirdo (laughs) (laughs) my favorite talking head song did you know though that radiohead got their name from a talking head song whoa yeah from their song radiohead (laughs) where he was like radiohead yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, Speaking of being a weirdo, uh, did you guys know that? Uh, in case you haven't noticed, I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. <laughs> I don't fit in, and I don't want to fit in. Have you ever seen me without this stupid hat on? That's oh weird. my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but like, I think like um, the last theme I want to point out is just like uh, I know it's not the name of this album, but there that there's a line in this album like "Stop making sense," where it's like it's a command instead of a, you know, Hey man, stop worrying about like, it's like, it's kind of like a, like a straightforward command. And I think like, as we get older, the world kind of, we're when we were kids, we're given like the set of rules that like, Hey, be nice to each other. Golden rule, you know, be respectful. But like, as you get older, all that stuff kind of goes out the window. It's like, becomes more confusing or like maybe in this instance, it's not a good idea to be nice or maybe blah, blah, blah. Or like mm-hmm. if you do good in the world, you'll get good, but like maybe it doesn't happen. Maybe it'll happen later. It's still good to be, it's like kind of more and more confusing. And it's like his approach is to like, to stop making sense, stop trying to right. understand, stop trying to like fit the world into these like, boxes because you're going to be disappointed you're going to just like it's like it's better to just like let things flow and like let things kind of um you know and just- which is also like such a beautiful way to end the album too on um this must be the place because like that song is full of like i don't know the word for it but he has a lot of like i guess in that song you know yeah yeah he's saying like i guess that this must be the place like so it's this idea of like I don't quite know what love and that's like the only love song he's written, but he's like, yeah, I don't quite know what love is. Like, I don't know what that's supposed to feel like. I don't know where home is supposed to be, but like, I guess this is what it is and we're going to go with it. And that's all we can really do, you know? Yeah. So. And like in that, lo- and that's, I don't want to talk about the song too much cause it's a highlight, but like, mm-hmm. um, 
he's also like there's like that line where like i feel numb born with a weak heart i guess i must be having fun so like he even though he accepts i think his happiness comes from like some sort of acceptance that there is discomfort with his life there's kind of like this like oh my my stomach feels weird but like i'm I, like my stomach feels weird like but i'm with my girlfriend or I, I, there's a girlfriend here <laughs> like i guess mm. i'll enjoy this <laughs> Sure. And that's the pull quote. Like, <laughs> there's a girlfriend here. I guess I'll enjoy this. So, <laughs> I don't know. Girlfriend is enjoyable. That's the name of the song. Yeah. Uh, any other themes? Any other things before we get to highlights and lowlights? Nar. Nar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, take a quick break and uh, get right back into highlights and lowlights. Click. Um, just poor insulation, I think. But I don't know. We just had a hurricane here, which is uh, historic. Uh, that's never happened. Um, so that was crazy. I'm it's- with I'm with hurricane. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, we had a we had a hurricane. We had a yeah. fucking earthquake <laughs> in the middle of the doing it for crazy. themselves. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But hey, everybody, welcome back. More earthquake, more like pizza pizza quake. <laughs> Aren't you glad, Sean, that you're not, you don't have to like burn, like deal with this weekly or whatever? The oh, likes of Pizza Quake, <laughs> Pizza like, Quake, you know, like Pizza Gate and Hill. Yeah, you know? yeah, I got it. Like, yeah, okay. no, we got it. <laughs> I just want to make sure I wasn't 100 percent sure of that track. Maybe it's good that like my Wi-Fi goes in and out. Like, so I can, like <laughs> lets me pause and reflect on what I've said. <laughs> uh, but welcome back, everybody. Welcome to our Talking Heads episode. Uh, we're gonna defeat Scott Ackerman and uh, Adam Scott at the end of. <laughs> By the yeah, way, I listened to their episode. It. Like they talked about the songs for like two seconds. No, each. literally, so, like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I, every time I feel like insecure about like, oh, we're not talking about the song enough, I like listen to that. I'm like, okay, we're doing okay. <laughs> like, uh, but welcome to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Let's talk about highlight songs. Um, Sean, what is a highlight song for you? Uh, I mean, the opener is like awesome. It's basically just like a long drum solo. Um, again, I don't quite, I didn't quite pick up on like a meaning of the song um, after hearing it for like 20 years. I don't know what it's about, but yeah, no, it just, it slaps. It reminds me of like the drum fill from Phil Collins in the air tonight. Um but like extended. Yeah. I love, I, I really love Harper's interpretation of the song where it's like kind of like the Reagan's America uh, <laughs> quality. Like I, what I try to like, obviously like this, this is, this album's like a collage of non, like at least the first half side A is like kind of more non sequitur. And the second half gets a little more linear with like, it's kind of like, this is the places a very, it, it makes a little more sense than mm-hmm. the rest of the album. But like, um, the, the cult, like the uh, reading I got from this song, and obviously I did. I had limited amount of time, so I couldn't like do a whole deep dive. But like, it's kind of like that. I wrote like rebelling against dot 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 something. Sure. Like it's like kind of like the oppositional force isn't quite clear. <laughs> like Dua Lipa will write a song about, about like we got to fight patriarchy. You know, like climate change <laughs> bad and stuff like that. But it's like the in our inform like probably starting from the Reagan era, like to now, like the information age is like getting so like the oppositional force is getting like more expansive and like more difficult to like defeat. Like 
you know, the oppositional forces, white supremacy, homophobia, like in a modern context, like climate change, Fox News, Scooter Braun. So it's like it's like kind of like this <laughs> wide thing. But like it's like but like the idea, like we're spread so thin that our activism becomes ineffective. We're like our brains are so busy. So like all we know is like the house has to burn down eventually. But then it's also like um, but if we're in the house, then you know, maybe it's not a good idea to burn the ha- down the house. But if we burn down the house, what do we rebuild in its place? And we can't agree what to rebuild in its place. And I had that inter- interpretation, but also maybe it doesn't matter at all. Like maybe I'm just like clearly just overthinking it and trying to make sense of this, like trying to make some meaning out like this, where maybe it's just like, hey, burning down the house is an awesome refrain. It's a cool burning down the house do, 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 do. like maybe that's just cool like well maybe do you I'm know the story it. behind the song i don't know what do you what do you because that's pretty much what it is is that they like <laughs> yeah. they were at a parliament they, like they love funkadelic yeah. and stuff like that yeah yeah they were like oh. the crowd was chanting that at a funkadelic show and they were like let's make it a song but i like that you could give it meaning i like that i don't yeah. think i'm crazy for trying to come up with something here no yeah no yeah i feel like also about like the information age like there's like that there's a line in there and i don't have it in front of me but about like you know like what do you think you're gonna accomplish if you're just like watching television essentially like while the house is burning down around you you know so i feel like that's also yeah definitely in there like uh we fight fire with fire and like you know watch tv and get angry but aren't really doing anything about it you know the other thing about the song that that i thought of which i've listened to the song like you know a million times but I hadn't connected this before is um, it rem- really reminded me this time of um, Digital Witness by St. Vincent. Oh, yeah. There's like a kind of like descending thing that's happening in the song that sounds like very similar uh, where it's like, you know, it's it's very similar to me. And they've they've worked together in the past. Too. Have you heard their did you did you listen to their collaborative album? Yes, I did. Because my dad, who's cooler than me, bought it on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. I didn't I didn't I don't know if you've, you've if you've seen the cover you probably have but I didn't I hadn't seen either of them like and like I hadn't seen photos of them before and I was like do their faces look like that <laughs> they have like melty faces <laughs> like they that. have like bones protruding out like oh, like just yeah. kind of like misshapen faces and I was like is that how they look oh sometimes like the instrument like the random instruments that would come into the production feel like non sequitur too. Like the lyricism is very non sequitur. Like the uh, watch out, you might get what you're after. Cool baby, strong but not a stranger. I am an ordinary man burning down the house. Like how do you get from point A to point B, you know, there? Like it's, and then like sometimes like a weird keyboard passage will happen too, you know? Well, Michael, what's a highlight for you? Uh, make it flippy, floppy. <laughs> that is so fun. It's like it's like it reminds me a lot of uh, with a lot it, of Devo like comparison uh, in a here. good way. Yeah. It's very yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's like you know giving mm. you commands. It's t- talking about politics. It's kind of talking about nothing all at once. It's very like snap into position, bounce so you ache, step out of line, and you end up in jail. Like it's like yeah, it's very like uh, whoa, like. <laughs> the government whoa <laughs> you know and it's like that's <laughs> awesome but i love it it sounds fun and making flippy floppy is so silly like it tells yeah, you already yeah. what the song is gonna be that it's a, like a little silly so highlight for me i think his i think his like mission statement with some of these songs is kind of like getting people to stop like 
when you're like overthinking, you come, you kind of like get paralyzed and like, you know, like you don't, and like, you're kind of just still, but like this, this album kind of like energizes people to like stop lying around and like stop overthinking and then that just like jump around and stuff like that. Like hmm. make you make flippy floppy a little bit so that <laughs> you, you, they, it energizes people out of this funk with this funk, you know, like that's kind of like that. <laughs> and, oh, and, 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 and the like bass throughout the song, all <laughs> the songs are so What's Fun. the guy's name? Like the bass player, the guy, the girl. You mean <laughs> oh, the girl? Yeah, like wow. Tina Weymouth. Yeah, she is like. Andrew didn't believe a girl's little <laughs> fingers can pluck at bass strings. But she. So when they formed the band, it was David Byrne, uh, Tina Weymouth, and Chris France. And I think Tina was playing key. I think she was a keyboardist or something. And they were like, "Yeah, this won't really work with the live band." Uh, so Tina, you need to learn bass. And so she wow. learned bass for the band. Wow. And like, she's like the star of this album. Almost like the bass without the bass lines and this thing, it would be like, Hey, guess what makes any song pretty no, much. Any literally. Song fun? Yeah. A funky yeah. bass. And the fact that she, yeah, just like learned it herself is like, and she's considered like one of the greatest bass players like ever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is kind of the obvious one, but this must be the place, Naive Melody. It's so good. It's a classic. It's, um, you know, I was uh, really uh, not feeling great emotionally today. And then when he's at the beginning where he's like, home, it's where I want to be. I was like, uh, you know, it really got me. And I, even though like it's a whole album of kind of nonsense, you know, this song does <laughs> like have a really strong feeling of like, home and feeling loved and just kind of niceness um and so i really i really oh i've always liked the song but i especially liked it today yeah i this is my favorite song of all time um wow yeah like i mean for that reason it just the song feels like home um there is an aspect and we touched on it earlier but that aspect of like yeah obviously it's a love song and it's about falling in love with someone, but also there's that like melancholy aspect of it of like, I don't quite know what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. you know what? We're going to go with it. Cause that's, that's life, you know, and we just got to keep on trudging, you know? And yeah. And just the, the sound of the song just perfectly like reflects it. And I just, it's freaking beautiful. And I think on this song too, I think they all like switched instruments too. Um, and so it just like adds to the charm of it and it's hard to like it's still every time i listen to it it gives me chills it's just so beautiful it's like a little bit off but it's perfect at the same time like you know like and like it finds that balance of sweetness and oddness too where i think like it, it, i compare it to like uh uh, 30 Rock versus like Full House, where Full House is incredibly maudlin and super sweet and like everyone hugs at the end. And it's like, but it's like everyone knows it's bullshit. But like, I think with like 30 Rock, like all those characters are ridiculous and silly and stuff like that. But when they have those rare sentimental moments, they mean that much more. And like, this mm-hmm. is a song where he was like, I'm going to try really hard to write a love song. I've never mm-hmm. done this before. It's hard to do without going like, oh, that's weird. You know, it's hard to like kind of like bear myself in this way. Um, ho- you can't like 
with ho- like the idea of home, it's not a location. It's like a feeling. A feeling. Yeah. yeah. And like, it's, it's like the idea of like, um, you, when you leave home, like when I left Champaign or Urbana and I come, come back to visit, it's weird. And I can only be there for like a few days really before I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. This is, uh, this feels strange. Mm-hmm. And I come back home, but I'm like, Oh, but I, I don't feel, I still feel a little displaced in Chicago too. Um, so it's like kind of like, but when you're with the people you love, it's kind of like, there's a little bit of like, like a wounded animal. Like it's harder for him to say, I love you. It's easier to say, I guess this is the place. Like, and it's like this mixture of like, you've arrived and you're still questioning it, but you're not at the end of your destination either, but you're letting yourself rest in the beauty and majesty of this other person. Like you're letting yourself enjoy this. I like it. And I feel like that's reflected in like the melancholy of the song or not melancholy, like the, like, like, nah, what's the, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Like, like bittersweetness. Um, maybe. Or like, it's almost like Kuwait. Uh, like, uh, mm, like the, it's very cutesy. Like, uh, yeah, it's like yeah. like choo choo trainy a little bit. Not well, to say this is a choo choo train song. I mean, it's almost like <laughs> childish to some degree. Of like, it's a simple kind of love. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's exactly what I'm trying yeah. to say. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep, no, yep, that yep. makes total Thank sense. You, Sean. <laughs> Edit out everything I said and just put Sean saying it's, it's childish uh, in a good way. But like, to be happy is to and to be in love is to be naive a little bit. You kind of have to like believe a promise that you don't know for sure a little like you don't know what your partner is going to be like in five years. You don't know for sure what's going to happen, but you're kind of just like you have to, but you can't just like fixate on what could go wrong all the time either. You kind of like have to let yourself kind of settle and like let yourself be under someone else's wing a little bit too. Yeah. I'm so good at this. All right. <laughs> like, what's a, any other highlights? Uh, I have another one. Uh, actually, I, I, I really like this album. I, uh, I'm going to say I get wild. I love the things he's choosing to do and slash wild gravity. But I think of the song as I get wild. I love the, like, I get wild. Like I, that sticks in my head. All the time. I'll just listen to like the beginning part of that song <laughs> until he does that. And then gonna ride like, that high. <laughs> ah, yes, that was it. <laughs> that scratched the itch I needed very badly. That's another one where I feel like it was just like me fully reading into my day into this album where he's like the sound inside your mind is playing all the time. And I was like, wow, this song is about anxiety. I fully relate. Um, this is about me today. Yeah, that's what music can do. You know, I think Slippery. Pe- I like the backing vocals on Slippery People also. Yes, that's um, so good. The gospel influence. Which like they if you've seen Stop Making Sense, they utilize the background singers like so much and i wish they would do it more on this album uh i like girlfriend is better i think that's like a good counterpoint yeah me too yeah that's a great counterpoint to this must be the place because like that song kind of leads into this must be the place where he's like kind of like i got a girlfriend with a boner hair you know kind of the thing i've always wanted but like it doesn't like my now my life doesn't have meaning anymore now i'm confused after i reach my goal a little bit and then the other song like stop the um you know naive melody is kind of like 
hey, maybe it's nice that I have a girlfriend. <laughs> maybe I don't have to think that hard, you know? Yeah, like, maybe it's nice to settle down. <laughs> maybe it's nice to have yeah. a girlfriend that I can look at a cloud at <laughs> with, you know? Instead of a stupid friend. <laughs> yeah. Friend I, I can't know. kiss. <laughs> 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 you can kiss your friend. You can kiss your friend in 2023. That's, true. So, That's like, what I like about Baldur's Gate 3. Everybody wants to give you little <laughs> kisses. <laughs> uh, the sound of girl, I mean, just like his delivery, like how frantic it is. And the chorus is so catchy. Um, and I love the little, like, I don't even know how to, I'm, I don't even know if I want to like attempt it, but the like, when I, when I went, when I, when I went, like after each little like chorus and it's, the instruments are so hard to describe. It's like, usually it's like, oh, a keyboard, but I'm like, it's like a running a stick through a banister like yeah, yeah, underground yeah, yeah. or something like that like it's like kind of like what yeah. how do you even well, describe these there's sounds there's like a little teaser know? sound at the beginning of this song too where it sounds like someone's like stomach is growling almost and it's like what is this this is weird let's go through low lights anyone have any low lights i mean the i would say the the middle part of the album is a little less memorable yeah um because again i think they kind of venture into that territory of like less structure to the songs so it's a little harder to like remember them um like i don't know moon rocks i just remember being weird i don't remember like much about the song i just remember not understanding the song um and then pull up the roots i don't really recall either i like Uh, pull up the roots but i like that one too it's hard to it is hard the both moon rocks and pull up the roots are very like yeah Boom, 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 boom. It's like an endless disco remix of a song. Oh, a and bit, I think it's also, I mean? I mean, the songs are so long. Um, like most of them are like five, six, yeah, five, six minutes. And so it's like, I don't know, they do like extended outros that sometimes feel like they drag on a little too long. Um, but I think as like a whole listen, I think this is an album to like listen to all the way through, you know? Um, and also like, or like, uh, listen to one side on the vinyl and then go like, I'll listen to this other side later. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause again, it's like, I mean, it's not like they super connect as far as the song. So it's like you could pick and choose any of these, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it kind of like reminds me of like that Bruce Springsteen thing of like the four corners, like all the end points of the sides are super memorable. Like swamp is super memorable. And like, um, you know, burning down the house is super memorable, and then the ending is very memorable. And then the other stuff is like kind of like it's good, but it's like kind of there. Like, I do get a little fatigue, I do get it. Like, I do feel like, okay, I get it, you're weird. Like, stop, like, that's enough. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, and it's like, they're like, I don't know, like, sometimes like a song like Swamp, like the initial like pirate voice he does is like so off putting that I'm like, sometimes I'm like, OMG, look at him blazing a trail. Look at him being authentic. I love that for you. And sometimes I'm like, the silliness is a barrier where I'm like, that I don't right. want to listen to this right now, you know? Yeah. I feel like the thing I like about Pull Up the Roots is that, like, even though it's um, like full nonsense, it just kind of feels like it's about like a nice place in David Byrne's imagination, you know? Like, he just kind of escapes to this um, not real place and it's nice. Um, and so that's what I like about that song. Let's get through final thoughts and ratings of this album. Unless anyone else has any stray observations, anything they haven't said about this. I don't understand the name of the album. Speaking in tongues, I kind of thought that was like a reference to Slippery People, where they're talking about like, um, what's the matter with him? Like, I, I think that was some kind of about a, an intense religious experience. And so mm. I thought that could be about yeah. speaking in tongues. But I, it's like not explicit. 
I just kind well, of I thought that he, could be it, though. I mean, he was also, yeah. I know for, on the previous album, Remain in Life, for Once in a Lifetime, that song is basically inspired by, like, uh, evangelical, like, preachers and stuff and sermons and, and yeah, speaking in tongues and stuff like that. So I think there's, yeah, most likely a connection there. And it's like, he's also singing silly as part of a way to maybe read into it. Like, he's like... yeah. Well, and going back to like the writing process when he was, he couldn't, he didn't have lyrics yet. So he was just singing gibberish over the instruments. It's like, I like, I remember like going to like a evangelical like church and like high school and stuff like that. And like, I went to these conferences and they would like, um, have these prayer times after the sermon or whatever. And like, they would, all the people there would be like praying and like speaking in tongues and going, ah, blah, 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 doing all this stuff. I don't want to be like disrespectful, but like the idea, like it was like really like discons, but <laughs> like it was like really like we, I didn't understand, I didn't know the concept of that in the first time. And then like some guy like put his hand on my back and started doing that. And I was like, like weirded out, but also like felt his, you're like spirit. a little lower to the left. <laughs> <So> like, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also really like, dig in. But it's also like um and I was like a little like um uh I would like kind of like uh feel some I would feel I would feel something though. Like it was like it's like there's a line of like that's bullshit, like that doesn't that's nothing, and that's also like okay, but this guy is like you know like doing like trying to like connect to a higher power trying to impart that onto me and like with this album there's an element of like you could just like view the whole thing as like he's just being silly goobity goobity flippy floppy but also like you could read into it you could do like you could put the puzzle pieces together to try and make sense and like have something spiritual and transcendent in there too so yeah i, I think know. it kind of depends on like i think it's that's an interesting point because it's a lot like I think religion can sometimes prey on people who like are in a or certain like suffering, yeah, like uh, having a hard time and wanting to have meaning and context you know? in their lives, you know. Yeah, you're right, and so it's similar. Music is similar that way in that you know you depending on where you're at in your life, you're going to interpret the the music in different ways. So. So let's uh, get through with the uh, final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of ten with a fun metric at the end. Um, uh, who would like to go first? I can. Yeah. I actually, um, like I said, I had never heard any of their music before and listening to this album made me actually go listen to their big hits. Cause I was like, I actually really like this. This was very, the pleasant, this, it's very eighties. It's like 1983. It feels eighties in like such a good way. Like, I think I don't, I hear so much like facsimile of eighties. Now it's fun to hear like the source the source code of it mm-hmm. a little bit you know and so that was very fun i really liked it um i will probably keep listening to at least like main flippy floppy from this album it's fun um i will give this nine uh crazy presidents <laughs> out of ten i will go next i loved it i thought it was a i like that it's like a art music album but it's not like inaccessible you know like even if you can't get into the weird lyrics like you can still just jive because it's you know it's it's a groovy album um so yeah i'm gonna give it 9.5 out of 10 uh crazy presidents (laughs) what the hell (laughs) did you have crazy presidents written down or you just straight up stealing from me 
Oh, did you already say that one? I'm sorry. I was so focused on on trying to find my thing. You ah. listened to it. I'm <laughs> <Improv>. sorry. <laughs> like acting. Uh, Harper is part know, of the writer's, writer's strike. She will not be writing a silly little <laughs> joke for the end of the show. She'll That's just right. She'll be taking whatever I did. Uh, 9.5 out of 10 man on the moons. <laughs> um, I don't... Like I love this album. I think this is my favorite. This is my favorite Talking Heads album. Um, I don't think it's a perfect album by any means. I think there's, you know, some some not like I think the songs go on a little too long at times. Um, there's like two forgettable tracks, I think. But from a front to list, front to back, listen, uh, it's incredibly funky. It's like Talking Heads at their peak. Um, again, has my favorite song of all time on it, and. Yeah, I think it's just incredibly unique. I think you could probably find something new to hear like every time you listen to it. So I will give it nine presidents who make you say what out of ten. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a really interesting <laughs> album. <laughs> no, like, I do like a lot of these songs a lot. I think individual songs i love i love making flippy floppy i love burning down the house i love this must be the place those are brilliant masterpiece songs um and i i really and i there's songs i like too that are like good but not like okay like not as good as the other songs i just mentioned yeah so like yeah that's like so um so i feel a little inequipped to give it a full score yet um, and I wonder how much of this is just like the skeleton for the live show. Like, you know, everyone loves Shot Making Sense. Everyone thinks that's like um, one of the best like live. And I saw some clips and I'm like, oh, like I like this must be the place like a billion percent more like him singing to the lamb and him doing that weird dance. And like the lights, the like kind of like the overlaid lights, like it's really gorgeous and fun and stuff. So um but yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I have songs I would pull extract out of this and go, I'm gonna add this to a playlist. I'm gonna listen to this if I feel in a certain way. But other than that, like I'm like, okay, like I probably won't listen to this all the way through in a bit. So I'm I'm gonna give it uh seven out of ten uh presidents that are like, oh man, what did they do t- today? I- yeah, I feel you. So. Uh, but <laughs> also, too, it's imp- it's okay if it doesn't grow on you. Also, you know, that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Not everything is for everyone. All right. So that was our episode. Like, Sean, thank you yeah. so much. This is so fun yeah, yeah. to see you again. And uh, even though, like, I do yeah. text you like every so often and stuff like that about like finish the episode. At the place I know it is. It is like, weird to find. So, like, I don't quite know. Uh, I feel weird having to like message you about like work stuff. So, okay. Well, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. No, you're fine. You're fine. I was like, you have to, that's your job. So it's like, it's it's all good. So, um, yeah, Sean, thank you so much for guesting on our show. It was so good to get the gang back (laughs) together. Also Harper's here. Um, so like, um, what would you like to plug? What do you like? Um, you can so I'm I'm uh I'm playing bass in a, in a band now called Joy Machine. Um, so if you want to, they have albums out that I am not on, but if you want to listen to them, that would be cool. Still, um, you can follow us on Instagram at the Joy Machine. 
Um, and then you can follow me on Instagram at diabetic twink. And I guess threads now, if you want to, so uh you can follow me at andrew ambrose lee you can follow michael at living taco on instagram and uh threads uh you can follow and x yeah xplast.com that's his that's his next like <laughs> that's his next move um uh, heartburn harping about on all platforms uh me and andrew ambrose lee uh follow the show at ibmt ldt on instagram and tiktok and facebook uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Send us an email at I've been meaning to listen to that at gmail.com. And Shaw, what would you like to play us out with? Yeah, let's do Genius of Love by Tom Tom Club. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Have a good day. <laughs> Click. Click.